0: Welcome to the 19th episode of It Wasn't Me, a true crime podcast where we talk about
1: murders that intrigue us. I'm Mercedes. And I am Cindy. This week's episode features a murder for hire set in motion by a catfishing psycho from Indiana who promised millions to an equally psycho woman in Alaska.
0: Hey, thanks for listening to last week's episode where we cover the sex trafficking murder of Ashley Benson. Fair warning, our show can be extremely horrifying and graphic, and we will use offensive language. So if you have kids, put them away for a while and join us for a murder. Also, be forewarned, we are passionate and always have been about true crime, but sometimes we're going to make jokes and laugh during our podcast.
1: For more information and links to our Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter pages, visit our website at ItWasn'tMeTrueCrime.com. Subscribe to our podcast on your favorite platform and please give us a five-star rating. While you're there, leave us a comment telling us which murder intrigues you. And if you like our show, please consider us supporting us through Patreon.com forward slash ItWasn'tMePod. We appreciate our Patreon supporters so, more, mm-hmm, so very much. Thank you. So how's it going this week, Cindy? It's going really
0: well. How was your week? Fantastic. I I bet you're exhausted. I am a
1: little exhausted, yes.
0: This woman's a workaholic, just so you know. (laughs) I don't know how she does it, but um, I wanted to talk about, uh, I watched The Pharmacist last night. Have you
1: seen that? I tried to watch, I got to like through one episode, if that, and then I kind of lost interest and started watching something else. I think that was when I watched The Strangers. The Stranger.
0: Okay, well, this man, oh, my God, he was determined, like, the, um, the opioid crisis. Well, son, I don't want to give it away, but.
1: I know the gist uh, of it. Yeah,
0: so he um, he just was dogged and determined to um, address the opioid crisis in his in his parish. He's from Louisiana, and just really reminded me of that show, Don't Fuck With Cats, you know, the internet researchers, because, I mean, this man did not give up. It was amazing.
1: No, yes. I have um, a couple of friends who are actually pharmacists. So they were talking about it on Facebook and that sort of thing. Um, and I do want to go back and watch it. But someone else had told me to watch The Stranger. So I really got wrapped up in that. And I like binge watch that. And, you know, I binge watch everything. You can't just watch one episode of anything. Not me. And
0: and that's kind of why I like The Pharmacist. Because I think it was only three or four episodes. And that's the kind of binge watching I
1: like. I like. I like an end in sight. So it was pretty good. Oh, and I did kind of... I binged um, Virgin River, which was not true crime, not anything of my norm. It was, I, it was, I liked it anyway, but I like.
0: it. Well, that's good. Um, so, well, I mean, let's dive into murder, shall we? Let's go. Okay, so this week's murder is a little bit different from everything else. Uh, you know, how we try to pick a different region of the United States, wherever. And this week I chose to do Alaska. I don't know about Alaska. Anyway, it's different from the other murders because this one happened only eight months ago in June 2019. So it's really new and it's not been resolved yet. So we will have to revisit it later. But, man, is it bizarre. Well, let's go. Give it to me. Um, what, so, you know what? Hey, that we are innovative, creative, and we are at the top of our game. So we're going to give it to you um, before it's even gone to court. <laughs> <laughs> um. So we're going to start. I'm going to introduce you to Cynthia Hoffman and her family and friends call her Cece. She lived in Anchorage, Alaska her entire life. She attended service high school, graduated in 2018. That was only what a year and a half ago. Gosh, she was a baby. Yeah. So Cece had developmental delays and learning disabilities, so academics were not her strong suit. But she graduated. You know, she was in special programs and whatnot, but she worked hard. To, to get her diploma, and, you know, her family is proud of her. When she got out of col- um, I'm sorry, college, she did not go to college. When she got out of high school, she worked with her dad, and her dad was a handyman. And she learned how to measure windows, she helped him make concrete, she ha- assisted him with other small jobs, and she actually lived with her parents still and numerous siblings, it was a mixed family, and they even had, like, kids from cousins, and it was just a huge... Amount of people living in a little trailer in East Anchorage. She was a typical 19-year-old girl. She liked boys. She wanted to socialize with boys. She really wanted friends. I mean, she craved friendship. And so she kind of latched on to this eight, um, 19-year-old girl named Denali Brimmer, who I'm going to call Angela because that's what um, Cece's family knew her as, was Angela. And so Angela, um, according to Cece, was her BFF. So they were best friends. So um, Cece was very close to her dad and when he called her on her on on her cell phone June 2nd last summer and she didn't answer, he knew something was wrong because all of his kids, he said, have cell phones and they all know that if dad calls, he doesn't care where they are. If they're in church, listen to the holy pastor giving a sermon or if they're in class or whatever, they need to take his call. That's that's his demand. He became very worried when she didn't answer calls. and, and he, I mean, she, he called, his um, his other daughters called, his wife called. I mean, everybody called. They texted. She never replied. So he goes and he, he goes looking for her.
1: And this is all on the same day? Yes, this is all June 2nd. He, um, now, a few days before
0: this, Cece and her sister had helped her dad get a camper ready for an outing and June 2nd was their payday so she was super excited about getting paid and yeah. Um, yeah
1: so me too I'm yeah. excited every time I get paid <laughs>
0: <Right>? <laughs> so you know her dad knew that she was anxious for this money is like you know she's she didn't show up they had arranged for a meeting she's going to meet her sister at the mall to pick up her share and she never showed up she did text um, her dad and tell him that she was on the way, but she never went. went she never showed up. Mm. I mean, hours went by. It was nighttime. Then it was the next day, and dad and everyone else is freaking out. Oh, yeah. This, Full
1: panic mode.
0: This is not like her. Now, she did, you know, she was a little bit um, mentally slow, or I don't know. She, she was learning disabled, so I mean, what do you call that? Not mentally slow. She slowed. just had learning
1: disabilities? Yeah, she de- yeah. developed mental delays, you know, so she, she was very trusting and, um, so they were probably even more worried about her because of that. They probably knew that, that she was naive or, yes, you know, and exactly. like you said, trusting. So anyone could just say, hey, CC, your mom told me to come pick you up Tight. Yes, type exactly. Oh. Um, so when her family didn't, when she, when she didn't answer any
0: of her family's calls or texts, they really became quite worried. And... You know, not replying was definitely out of character for her, for her. They said she was a good girl. And according to her father, the most rebellious things that she did um, included drinking soda and energy drinks. Oh, wow. Now, I am from the South, so I say soda. Some people say pop but, or Coke, but I say soda. I'm a soda girl as well. I'm not sure if her dad said soda or not, but that's what he said (laughs) in in my words. But she wanted to make her dad proud, so she didn't do things that were out of character. Um, She basically, you know, did what he asked her to do, and she was happy with that. Now, he said that mentally she was much younger than 19, and this made her vulnerable, as you said. She wanted attention from boys. She was eager to make friends, so he was worried that she wouldn't see the red flags if she was in trouble on um sunday as i said this is the day that she went missing he and his family became increasingly worried and they knew something horrible had happened they just knew it so he and his other daughter who is not that much younger than um, cc started contacting um, angela cc's best friend just to see if she'd heard anything and they were they texted back numerous times like angela told hoffman that Um, Cece had demanded to be dropped off That they were together But she demanded to be dropped off At Polar Bear Park Which is um, Which Angela said You know she wanted to get out of the car So I dropped her off there Um, And then later on After a series of messages Angela texts back and says Is she okay? I still haven't heard from her Um, I hope she comes home safely Um, She again texts later She's my best friend I'm starting to get worried Then Angela texts about Boys she doesn't trust She says um, I don't trust what she said about that guy. I love her, too. I want the best for her, and I want her to come back home. And then um, she texts back, she won't answer me. I think she's ignoring everyone. And then the one of the last texts that the dad received from Angela was, um, said, I know she will come home safe. So I think maybe he was just trying to comfort her or something.
1: So she sent her a text message about, um, guys she doesn't trust i don't trust what she said about that guy so she's, do she's they explain that? that
0: she's sending that to the dad so i guess you know they're trying to figure out who she could have gone with and oh well she was talking about such and such a guy um these are just the records that were pulled off the the phone so i'm not sure the right. context of it but you know I'm, I'm guessing they were just brainstorming where could she be who could she have gone with and right. Angela's like, she was talking about this guy, and I just don't trust him.
1: Okay, I understand. Gotcha.
0: Now, in addition to reaching out to um, CeCe's best friend, Timothy Hoffman said that he put out search parties. He drove his motorcycle through the woods. He went through um, bike paths. He said he floored it all over town. Like, he broke speed limit records um, looking for his daughter. So, you know, these are pretty salt-of-the-earth people. He, he eventually ended up calling the police But he was very unhappy with the way that they handled his missing daughter's case. So on June 3rd, he ended up calling a local station, KTVA, and voiced his frustration that the Anchorage Police Department had not sent out a community alert. You know how you get those alerts like like an Amber Alert?
1: Right, because sometimes they have them for people who might be a danger to themselves or they're sick or they are, you know, mentally unstable. But if they didn't do that for her, then maybe she just had some... I mean, it sounds like that they really didn't think that she was, you know, uh, mentally handicapped per se, because what missing persons they have to be missing for like usually adults forty eight hours, right, right? And this isn't, you know, the third wouldn't be forty eight hours. And that's and that's part of his complaint is that they he said that they did not take his
0: his um, call seriously because he said she was deve- developmentally delayed and they should have sent out a community alert. Now, we're going to hear the police response to that in just a few minutes. But, yeah, they did not. According to him, he didn't believe that the Anchorage Police Department took his report seriously. He said they did not understand how vulnerable she really was. Now, his gut instinct was impossible to ignore. Like, he knew there was something wrong. He said that when she didn't come home the first day, I knew something was wrong. And then when she didn't come home the second day, he knew something was really wrong. And he said, all I can think about was the knock on the door. Like, he, he was waiting for that knock on the door. Uh, and it came. It came the next night around dinner time, Tuesday night. She went missing on Sunday. And Tuesday night, officers knocked on the door and asked to speak with Hoffman privately. And he said that he just looked at them and said, she's dead, isn't she? And, and they said yes. Uh, so, yeah.
1: What a nightmare. I can't imagine. Um,
0: Yeah, they found her body on the banks of, now I'm going to say this, and I'm probably going to massacre the name, but the Eklutna River, two days after she was reported missing, and she was shot in the back of the head. And again, Hoffman, her dad, was very upset because he said that, you know, that her disability had not been taken seriously, but a police spokesman said that the information included in in the original reports Um, did not really classify her as being endangered. He said that if that was the case, a Nixle report would have gone out, which is like an Amber Alert. Um, But he said it it wouldn't have mattered anyway, because by the time he reported her missing, she was already dead.
1: Oh, wow. So that they didn't waste any time, this person? No, no.
0: So what happened? CC Hoffman goes missing on Sunday, June second, two thousand nineteen. Her father reports her missing on Monday, June third, two thousand nineteen, and the police, um, they have they have a lead because Angela, Angela had said, "Oh, I dropped her off at Polar Bear Park." But so they start there, right? They start there, but but CC's sister also said that she um, she showed police a text that she received, and I and I couldn't figure out who she received it from and you know like I said this case is still is still um, pending Um, she got a text from someone stating that her sister had been shot and pushed into the river by a kid named Caden McIntosh and Cece's best friend Angela was involved so the sister showed this text to the police so the police are like okay well we know two people we need to talk to immediately
1: okay so I have a question if the sister received this, when did she receive this test text message and why didn't she immediately go to the police?
0: So it was right around the same time that the police came to the door is what I'm, is my
1: understanding. OK. All right. That would make that makes more sense. Um, you know, the timeline
0: on this is a little bit iffy because I'm I'm using a lot of my um, a lot of my information comes from news sources. And I mean, like like the news sources are from all over the place. There are some court documents that um, I got information from. And even some of that information was kind of sketchy. So I'm not sure how she, when she got the text message. Um, but what I do know is that she ended up showing it to the police when at some point, And then they knew immediately who to go talk to. Okay. So they went, they're like, okay, well, we're going to start with Angela's home. Because the other kid, Caden McIntosh, he was a homeless. He was homeless. And so they went to Angela's house. She lived with her mom. And she, but she wasn't there. So they questioned the mom. And the mom's like, yeah, you know, Cece told me that, I mean, sorry. Angela told me that she thinks that she heard Cece had been shot.
1: Again, that, why aren't these people going to the police? Sorry, I, don't, I didn't mean to scream it. you. Right? <laughs> That's just like, again. Right, right. What the hell is wrong with these people? Nobody
0: calls the police. Well, it just, you know, she she's like having a conversation with, yeah, mom, you know, I heard that Cece was shot and pushed into a river. That's what I'm getting. I couldn't what I'm getting. run to the police faster. Right? Enough. Um, but the mom couldn't give them any details. She's like, you know, it's just in conversation. It wasn't a big deal. Right? Right. Okay.
1: The um, hell's wrong with these people? Right?
0: So, oh, it gets worse. Oh, Trust me. Gosh. Police finally end up finding Angela and Kate and McIntosh and they interview them. And it was quickly determined that Polar Bear Park was a red herring, that they had never taken Cece there. Uh, However, well, I'll I'll talk more about Polar Bear Park. Um, What they did was they took these two down to the police headquarters and separated them and interviewed them in separate rooms. And both of them kind of revealed very similar information. They did reveal where the body could be found, um, which was 25 miles east of Polar Bear Park in Thunderbird Falls. And I'm going to say Chugiak, but I'm not sure if I said that right now. Once they once the police interviewed them and they made an arrest, they went ahead and they made they had a press release on that on Wednesday, June 5th. They published a statement that um, uh, on their preliminary, what their preliminary investigation revealed. And they said that Hoffman, Bremer and McIntosh went to Thunderbird Falls on June 2nd, 2019. Um, The two brimmer and mcintosh lord hoffman there on the ruse of going for a hike yeah we're gonna go for a hike now the three walked to the riverbank and then while they were there they bound um cc with duct tape on her ankles her hands and around her mouth and they were like oh this is just a game they told her we're just playing a game right but she started freaking out uh yeah uh, yeah this is her best friend who did this to her, right? And they're they're like making it out to a game. Hey, we're just playing a game. We're just filming this game. There's a special place in hell for people right? like that. So she was freaking out, and so they ended up taking the the duct tape off her mouth just to calm her down. And she's like, "I'm calling the police. You're trying to sexually assault me. You're." And then at that point, uh, Macintosh took a gun out of Hoffman's hand. I'm sorry, Macintosh took the gun out of Brimmer's hand and shot Hoffman once in the back of the head, and then he ended up pushing her into the water. Both of them fled the scene, and then they drove to Polar Bear Park. That's, at while they were at Polar Bear Park, that's when they sent a text to the dad saying, oh yeah, I'll meet you at the mall, I'm on my way. So the police, the phone records would show that the daughter had her phone at Polar Bear Park. Gotcha. Oh, but so she, she was, was never, already dead. She was already oh. dead at that point, yes. So, you know, this, she was dead hours, and well, at least a day or so before he made that initial contact with the police.
1: Oh. They're fucking pieces of shit. Yeah,
0: well, it gets worse. Hold oh, on. God. <laughs> All right. So they end up taking her belongings and going to a different park where they burned... Um, her belongings. We'll talk about that a little bit later because they are charged with tampering with evidence. Now, according to the Anchorage homicide detective, Brendan Lee, Brimmer told police... Uh, Brimmer is now saying... So, before the ev- that testimony... Not, is it testimony when you're being interrogated? Testimony is when you're on the court. Yeah. When you're on the... Her
1: so police Mac- interviews. Yeah.
0: So, McIntosh had told that story. But, okay.
1: okay. So, now... Um, now here's Brimmer. Now story.
0: here's Brimmer, her okay. best friend. So Brimmer says, yeah, we, um, we were smoking weed in the valley on Sunday. And then on the way back to Anchorage, we stopped at a parking lot near Thunderbird Falls. And um, she said that they all three agreed to duct tape each other and take photographs. Cece was bound by her ankles and wrists with duct tape. She also had gray duct tape over her mouth. She started to panic, however, so they removed the duct tape from her mouth and hands, and she began to tell them that she was going to call the police and tell the police that they had kidnapped her and sexually assaulted her. So as this was happening, um, Brimmer was holding a Kel-Tec 9mm gun in her hand, and McIntosh took the gun from her and shot Cece in the back of the head because she started panicking and threatening to call police. Now, McIntosh had told police, yeah, it blacked out, but I do remember shooting her. So he does remember, sh- he he did say that he remembers shooting her and pushing her into the river. Now, her father is pissed because Definitely. this is, uh, well, not to mention that, you know, these are your friends. This is supposedly friends of my daughter. But he thinks that they're slurring her name because she would not smoke marijuana. You know. Well, marijuana doesn't make you kill people. Well, and not my thing. Uh, he says that he was very upset at the suggestion that she had been smoking it. He said if she would have been, it was out of her character. Um, he said that when the police learned that, they kind of just like, oh, well, she kind of, you know, this is, she's taking a risk, risky lifestyle then, you know, that's his take on it. But you know what? I have three sons and a parent doesn't always know what their kid is up to. No.
1: No. My not s- at all. My
0: sweet little angels would never smoke pot, would you? <laughs> it's so out of character for them. But, I mean, not to make light of the situation, but you know what? It's That's like a rite of passage for kids, whether you're developmentally de- delayed or not.
1: Yes. I mean, as much as I would like to believe that my precious little sweet boys won't do that, you know, my daughter doesn't count. Um, because if anybody needs to get high, it's her. Well, you know, it does have its medicinal properties. (laughs) Yes. So, but I mean, I don't know if someone came to me and said, your son has been getting high with my son. And I'll be like, not my precious boy, but my kids are guilty until proven innocent. Okay. (laughs) Um,
0: yeah, but okay. So take, for instance, um, I don't remember, it was last year or the year before, that a friend of my. well, I wouldn't say that they were friends, they didn't hang out in the same circles, but my son's, a kid that my son hung out with since kindergarten had been shot in um, CVS parking lot over a drug deal.
1: Like three blocks from my house. <laughs>
0: exactly, right? And everybody said, oh yeah, that kid deserved it, And you know, what was he doing there that time of night? But. The kid does not deserve it, and neither did Cece Hoffman. Uh, No matter whether you put yourself in a risky situation or not, you know, you're a kid, and you don't deserve to be shot down.
1: Execution style. Exactly. I mean, it doesn't matter what kind of, any kind of murder. Right.
0: Um, Again, you know, he was upset the police didn't take it seriously. He says that my my daughter, uh, above all, he says that my daughter didn't deserve this. She should have had the friends that she wanted, and she shouldn't have had people that wanted to plot against her,
1: well, he's right, but unfortunately, all of us sometimes choose the wrong company to keep
0: well, and not only that, but if you're developmentally disabled, you know you're kind of just
1: going to latch on to the people who are nicest to you. sometimes that is the case, right. yes, and you're very naive and impressionable and it's just and shame on these people who took advantage of this poor girl shame right. on them yes
0: and 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 we're going to talk about it a little bit more because it wasn't, it wasn't a spur of the moment murder, okay? Now, I might get a little bit repetitive on some of this because they're different. Um, so after the murder, Brimmer and McIntosh agreed to text Cece's family, as I said, and say that they dropped her off at a park, um, that she had been dropped off at a park. They then went um, after they did that. They went to another park and they burned the gun, Cece's purse, also um, items of clothing that she was wearing and her ID. They
1: burned the gun. Yeah. How do you burn a gun? Did they think it was gonna like melt? I know, right? I don't Um, know. What are these people? Not they're not the sharpest tools in the shed, are they?
0: They're not as sharp as as um, they believe they are. Okay. So that day they ended up charging McIntosh with first-degree murder and with tampering with evidence. Now at the time police believed that the best friend Angela's involvement in the homicide was due to fear of McIntosh. They 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 didn't charge her with any crimes. He took the blame for everything because he didn't want Bremer to get in trouble. He does say that later because he confesses it was me. It turns out it wasn't him, but he convi- he he went ahead and, and and took the blame because he liked her and didn't want her to get in trouble. So Um, please. I don't care
1: how much I like you. I ain't taking a murder charge for you.
0: He's like 16, I believe 16 or 17 and he's um, homeless. Well, my
1: mama didn't raise no fool. I'm not taking a murder charge for anybody. Yeah. Well, I don't care. Um, now please, so please let her
0: go, but they don't, they take her phone for evidence. And this is where it gets a little bit shifty to me because in some, in some, um, uh, stories I've read that they find a link on her phone after she leaves. And then others, I, f- I see that she reveals a link that I'm going to talk about in a minute. Whatever the case, I think it's a little bit of both. I think they take her phone and they look at it and they're like, hmm, who's this? And then they question her and she, she reveals things. So I'm just gonna, um, I'm just going to give it to you as I have it here and know that You're probably going to see this story soon on 48 Hours or 2020 or one of those. And you heard it here first.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Right here, right now.
0: So um, uh, police let her go. But after she leaves, they further, they examine her phone further. And they see that she has um, um, regularly, she's regular communication with a certain number. And they look this number up and they realize that this number is linked to a child pornography case that's being investigated by the FBI, and the number belongs to
1: a man from Indiana named Darren Schillmiller. You do not want to be tied up with the FBI and child pornography.
0: No. So so this is Anchorage Police Department, and now enter FBI. They're like, fuck me. Uh-huh. They don't want to deal with this shit either. So he ended up, um, they ended up, asking bremer um about her involvement with daryl schillmiller and she's like i don't know who you're talking about she's like i don't know this person i don't know what you're what you're talking about you know they're showing her the picture of this guy she's like i don't know him um and they're like it's here it's this communication on your phone she's like oh you mean tyler So it seems that she has had an online relationship for several months with a millionaire named Tyler (laughs) from
1: Kansas. (laughs) I bet she
0: did. He wants to be a millionaire. So instead of really uh, communicating um, with a millionaire from Kansas named Tyler, she was catfished.
1: Oh. So catfishing is, or being catfished, that's like the where you trick people into thinking you're someone else, or you lie, kind of like way back when on AOL and people would have like fake profiles. Cindy, I'm learning so much about you. <laughs> oh, I just dated myself a little bit yeah. right there. <laughs> chat rooms, like you go into a chat room and you could say you were, you know, someone else. Yes. Is well, that is that catfishing? That's exactly
0: what it is. Catfishing is an online con where someone assumes a new identity in order to seduce a stranger on the internet. It's usually to trap people for money or for other services. Um, it's usually cruel, where the person creates a fake identity, usually to seduce or romance a target. Usually, it's single um, single mothers who are the targets. In this Isn't case. there
1: a TV show? Isn't there a TV show on? It's on MTV. Of course, there is. What's it's it on called? MTV? Catfish. There's a there's a TV That's not show. Like what were
0: they catching live catfish for real in the river? <laughs> no. <laughs> it? no,
1: it's on MTV, and it's like this. I don't know his name. I and they, they, like, try to, um, like, if someone thinks that they're being catfished, they contact this person, and he investigates it. And then they go and they confront the people. And either the people have been catfished or it's, like, true. Huh. My ass is not going on TV My ass is bullshit. not going on TV <laughs> quite some time. No. I mean, do they even play music anymore? I, I, I don't even... The only thing I watch on MTV ever would be ridiculousness. Yeah, I love ridiculousness. I'll watch the marathon of that. Is that
0: even on MTV? I thought it was on a different channel. Oh, right. What, it used to be like on Spike or something like that. Oh, they maybe. not Spike TV anymore. Hell,
1: anyway, I don't know. Yeah. But I think that shit's fucking hilarious. Okay. <laughs> Rob, if you're yeah. listening, we love you. <laughs> so listen. Yeah.
0: We love you, Mr. Deirdick. Okay. All right. So a week after Hoffman's body was found... Anchorage police announced that they also, um, they that they announced that 21 year old Indiana man Schill Miller was accused of producing and attempting to receive child pornography in a federal criminal complaint. and was named as a murder suspect along with Angela Bremer and Caden McIntosh. Now, how do you how did he do that? Do you ask when he wasn't even in Alaska?
1: So all three of them are now involved. In this murder. So, plot. yes.
0: So the, so, the pornography was discovered while Anchorage PD was looking for evidence related to Hoffman's murder on Bremer's phone. Um, text messages between Brimmer and the man discuss plans to sexually assault a minor <gasps> and contain videos of Brimmer performing the act. Now, we're going to get into more detail about this in just a few minutes.
1: Yeah. Um, so, he's like trying to talk them into doing this and then sending him the information. Like, I want you to do this to yes. a person and then send yes. it to me. Okay,
0: but, uh, yeah, because, and I'm going to tell you why in just a minute. They're
1: right? all going to burn in a fiery death.
0: Um, that's funny that you say that, because that's exactly what Mr. Hoffman would like. <gasps> no okay. shit. Yeah. So the messages that he sent, the messages that they were particularly interested in, were sent between June 2nd and 4th, um, between Brimmer and a contact she listed him as babe. Now, during an interview with police on June 7th, she identified Babe as Tyler. She said he lived in Kansas, but the FBI linked the phone number of Tyler to a Facebook as- account associated with Darren Schillmiller, and the phone number along with driver's license records obtained letter- later led to an address in Indiana. So they already knew who he was. Um, but in an interview, she said that Schillmiller um, kind of like blackmailed her to assault two minors. So after, sh- after she murdered CeCe and sent him video, He said, you need to do this. So she said that she assaulted two minors, one of whom was eight and the other was 15. And it was a 15-year-old who um, was seen in reference in the text message found by police.
1: Okay, I just Google imaged him. He would have to, like, blackmail someone into doing that because... He's very ugly, yes. Yes.
0: (laughs) He, um... He's, he's very, uh, yeah, he's not an nothing special seller.
1: Nothing special. Now, the
0: catfishing thing, he, um, he had attempted that on more than one woman. She wasn't the first. He attempted it closer to home. He hit, he hit up two girls that he knew from high school. Both of them had young children. Okay. So not only does he, um, want to watch somebody murder and assault someone else, but he also has, a. uh child porn fetish okay as in his words what the fuck now one of the women that he attempted to catfish closer to home his name was cheyenne arnold and she graduated from north harrison high school with Schillmiller miller in 2017
1: oh my god he's a god they're all babies yeah he's
0: only 21 right now well he might be it was 21 when it when it happened so i don't know when his birthday is but She said that she was. She started talking to him in December or January before the murder. And she thought it was a guy named Austin. And they had met on the Meet Me app. Have you ever heard of the Meet Me app? It's like a dating app, online dating Mm -mm. app. No. I'm so far removed from online dating apps. Yeah, me too. (laughs) And thank goodness. But Arnold said that about three days after she met Austin online, he connected with her on Snapchat. And he said... That, that his, one I know. Yeah. He's like, yeah, I have this problem. Can I confess it to you? She's like, sure. Uh, sure. And he's like, well, I can only tell you if you send me videos of you changing your the diapers of your two children. She had a one-year-old and a two-year-old. So he asked this Damn. woman, please send me diapers of you changing your daughter's diapers.
1: Did I say that right? No. Okay. He wanted... This is a sick, okay, I'm sorry. Let me get a little closer. This little son of a bitch wanted this woman to send him pictures or video of her changing her children's diapers. Yes.
0: She she freaked out. She refused the request. She, you know, started researching this guy and realized he's not from where he says he's from. He's from here confronted him and said look i know you're from new salisbury which is where i'm from who are you and he ends up confessing his true identity and she's like yeah i recognized who he was we were he was an old classmate but we weren't friends in school and um he never specified to arnold about the problem that he claimed to have but she believed it was um pedophilia
1: okay i have another question again why didn't she go to the police right away exactly what My question
0: is instead, she slandered him all over Facebook. Uh, oh, this dude asked me for pictures, so she did. She did like a public
1: shaming, but she didn't contact authorities. Now, I'm surprised somebody didn't report that or someone didn't send that to the police because you know how it is here. Someone could, you know how. Like this happened even recently in our town where someone said this happened to be at the in the local Walmart or Target parking lot. Well, then we've talked about this before where our local sheriff's department would will, will see that and then they'll investigate it.
0: Yes. And actually, the they did pick it up. The Indiana police did pick it up, but they didn't have enough evidence for it to go any further. Now, he was already under investigation for another similar thing
1: that we're going to talk about in a minute. I mean, you can't arrest somebody for being just a sick well, puppy. Well,
0: but if there are things that are going on online, then the feds can get involved, which is
1: what happens, right? Right. right. Okay. I I know that okay. it probably takes it's, you know, it's not something that oh, hey, we got this. And then they just automatically jump on it because it could be wrong. You know, they have right. to investigate it. You they have to do their sure, due diligence. that
0: would ruin someone's
1: life, right. right? I understand that, yeah.
0: All right, so she slandered him all over Facebook and he apologized. He promised, he's like, I'm sorry, I will never ask for images from anyone ever again. And so she thought it was over. But a few days later, she was on the same app and she met another man online named Dylan. And Dylan asked her for the same images will you take video of you changing her your daughter's diapers shut the fuck up
1: <laughs> really okay excuse me i'm so sorry pardon my language but and did she not think oh, okay sicko this is set... there's not no are they all of these people idiots it,
0: it appears so <laughs> it really does appear so
1: she take said the yeah, internet away uh, from them right
0: um she knew it she knew who it was and she's like you know there's no telling how many, she told reporters, there's no telling how many other girls that he messaged out there um, that he was pretending like he was somebody he wasn't. She said, it's just sick. But you know what? She didn't report it. Now, another woman in southern Indiana that he actually dated in high school's name was Brittany Meek. And she told the Daily News that she received a similar message from Shill Miller's real Facebook account. So he, he did not try to disguise who he was. He texted her uh, or contacted her through Facebook and, you know, they had dated off and on throughout high school, but she didn't keep in touch with him after they broke up about three years ago. She said that the request that he, that she described was almost identical to what happened to Cheyenne. Um, Meek says that Miller told her he had a problem, but he couldn't tell her unless she sent him videos of herself changing the diaper of her infant son.
1: And did she report it to the police? Well, no.
0: God, um, she told She told reporters that he said that he wanted to get over this fetish he had. Um, she said that he asked her to sexually assault the four-month-old boy and send him videos of the act. Meek, like Arnold, refused the request, but she said she received the same message a, mi- a month later from someone named Tyler that she planned um, she'd met on Meet Me. Now, Tyler is also the same name, um, that she an Sonali Angela Brimmer in Alaska when the two allegedly planned to kill Hoffman now I'm kind of jumping ahead of my slide here but Angela had a child she um, when she gets when she's arraigned in court she's videotaped saying you know um, I don't I let my child down or something like that so I know she has a child So she went as far as to murder someone. What the hell did she do to her kid?
1: Okay, I'm sorry. All of these people have children. All of these people are, you know, I had a child young too, but I wasn't a fucking idiot. Jesus Christ. If someone was to text me, use an app, AOL chat room, me, whatever the hell I was doing back then. Fuck. No, no, no. Take the internet away from these people. Take the children away from them because call the goddamn police. Yeah, no one called the police at all. Shame on you. Now,
0: federal prosecutors had already already had Shill Miller under their radar because he had previously investigated a woman. Um, he had previously contacted a woman in California in the same way, telling her that he had an infant fetish and asking her to send him pictures of infants in dirty diapers. But this lady called the law.
1: Well, thank you, uh-huh. Jesus. Good she, grief. Yeah, she ended up calling the law. Now... Um, get off the fucking internet
0: right now Indiana like we said Indiana did get for some reason they investigated the claims of the other two women but they never brought charges so I don't know if they just didn't have enough uh, but neither Indiana woman reported her experience with Miller to police and Meek which was his girlfriend um, for th- um, when he was in high school said that she was kind of afraid to report it because when she broke up with him in high school because he wouldn't because she was okay hold on let me back up for a minute she was afraid to report him for what he asked her to do because she claimed to have experienced sexual violence from him in the past saying that she'd broken up with him because he tried to force her into sexual acts that she didn't want to do um and but she still finds everything hard to believe that he was quiet and withdrawn and she didn't think he would do anything like what happened with Cece Hoffman
1: okay It's called escalation, right? Yes.
0: Okay. So um, back to back to um, Alaska in the police interrogation room. Okay. So once Brimmer Angela Brimmer realized that she had been catfished, I mean, you know, (laughs) she was taken. I mean, she was fooled, wasn't she? What a dumbass! Anyway, she was angry. She was. She she was. (laughs) Once she realized that this dude was not a millionaire. And he did not look a thing like the picture that he sent her. She opened up to the police and admitted everything that she knew. Um, and she said that Tyler helped her orchestrate Cece's murder because he promised her money. Burma recruited four friends to help her carry out the act because Tyler offered her $9 million <laughs> to rape and murder someone in Alaska and film it. <gasps> yeah. did they film it? Yes, they filmed it. Well, yes, they did film
1: it. Fuckers.
0: Now, I don't know if they filmed the whole thing. You know what? That might be stuff that they're holding back from the public right now. But um, she, everything oh, was. God. I'm going to tell you that afterwards, uh, and I'll tell you what she said afterwards. But um, um, she said that Tyler offered her $9 million or more to rape and murder someone in Alaska and film it. And she offered her friends, 19 year old Caleb Leland, 16 year old Kaden McIntosh, And she had an unnamed juvenile male and a juvenile female who um, were all to help. And each of them would get a cut of money in exchange for carrying out the murder. Now, after being questioned by police, CeCe's BFF, Bremer confessed to shooting Cynthia in the head. So it really wasn't um, McIntosh. It was really CeCe who supposedly shot her in the head. I'm not CeCe shit. Angela, who shot CeCe in the head. So CeCe, was I mean, CeCe's dead. Angela was charged with conspiracy and murder in the first degree, two counts of second degree murder, and five counts of tampering with evidence. And that has, still has nothing to do with the federal charges of child pornography and whatnot.
1: Okay, so the first conspiracy to murder in the first degree, and they're charging with the two counts of second degree murder. So that's in the event that they don't, they have to charge her that way so that if they don't find her guilty of first degree murder, they can still find her guilty of second degree, correct? You know, I, and, I'm sorry. I think that I think that that's the way, if I'm understanding it correctly, because that's how Casey Anthony got off. Because okay. they only charged her with first-degree murder. The state couldn't prove first-degree murder, and there was nothing else to fall back on. So okay. that's why that dumb bitch is walking around, too. Okay, so,
0: yeah, and I'm not sure how that works. I know that the conspiracy is that it was planned. Right. So that would be first-degree murder. Um, the two counts of second-degree murder, like, I don't know – if it's because she was shot in the head and then she was pushed into the river. Because I did read what, that she could have still been alive when she was mm-hmm. pushed into the river.
1: Yes. And, I'm, I mean, I am almost, I am 99% positive that that's why they have those double there. So that if they can't find her guilty at first degree, they can at least find her guilty. Because if it's not yeah. there, they can't find her guilty of it if she's not charged okay. with it.
0: Well, that's definitely something that we should look into for for later reference. But it's just interesting. that Like, they, they all had all kinds of charges. And I'm just like doing the the very right no no no, no. okay so so after um after she was charged several days later shill miller ends up confessing to his involvement he confessed that brimmer had sent him snapchat photos and videos during the killing shill miller also had okay so during he she did video it and send him the 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 video during the killing. And then as she's walking back to the car, she actually says something like, and I might say this, but she's like, I didn't mean to do it. I didn't mean to do it. I'm never coming back or, or some shit. So I think I have it on a different slide, but yeah, she's acting really remorseful, remorseful now. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Too, uh, okay. s- too little, too late.
0: But apparently after she sends him the video, then Schumler, um he begins directing Brimmer to sexually assault two minors, one of whom was just eight years old, eight or nine years old. Now he blackmails her into doing this because he's like, "Oh yeah, well if you don't, then I'm going to send this video footage to the police." Now she didn't seem so torn up about it because this is the text message between the two. So he texts her and is like, "So are you going to?" And this is in brackets to do the victim. So I guess he's like saying, you know, I don't know what do could be. Like, what could be do? Like, fuck or do her. Yeah, do her. uh, And then I'm guessing victim is her name. But she's underage. So we don't know that. Right. She texts back and she says, he he he. Yeah, I'm going to her right now. Okay, found a place to do it. Going to go buy weed first. I want to get her high for it so she doesn't fight me. I love you. Tyler texts back. Force her. Tie her up if you have to. Bremer texts back, okay. And Tyler says, do the video, and she texts back, okay. So it doesn't really seem to me like she's being too much of black Right, Mary. Okay. So and and um, text um, during this during this episode, Bremer is, is orchestrating this and he's telling her, Take her shorts off. I need child porn. And then he tells her, fully rape her. I will make sure you see me today. So I guess I guess that um, Angela's been wanting to meet him. And he's like, okay, well, if you do this, and you'll meet me today. And then he says to her, make it look like role play. You know what I mean, like a porn movie. And then he says, remove her panties on video and spread her legs.
1: He is going to get ass raped like nobody's business in jail. Because they are all going to know this. He's going to be somebody's bitch. Like, oh, my God, he's going to die. She
0: will, too, because, I mean, I'm sorry, how fucking stupid are you?
1: Oh my God. as a
0: woman to do this there's something not right with her brain is she either.
1: slow i mean not I don't that, know she's slow she's she doesn't a freaking, have to be
0: an idiot she's got a weird sexual
1: yeah normal too. people don't do this people, people don't do this no, so. no no okay i don't care what i've done how you're gonna blackmail me there i don't give a shit this is not happening fuck you no uh-uh. fuck you okay so,
0: investigators said that Brimmer ended up sending a video to Shil Miller showing her assaulting the victim, and then Shil Miller then asked for more pictures. And at this point, police say it appears a victim takes possession of Brimmer's phone and begins communicating with Shil Miller and sending him a graphic video. So, I don't know if the 15 year old girl was in on this. It's just very odd, but. Um, Brimmer ended up sending him two videos and in the first one, she removes Minor Victim two's underwear and Minor Victim two's vagina is visible and in the second video, sent immediately after the first, vi- uh, Minor Victim 2 legs are spread and her vagina is again visible. So. Jesus
1: fucking Christ. Um. Okay. So, remember not too long ago in our little podunk town that we live in, there was that girl at the high school who um who like had like a like she had sex with a bunch of ki a bunch of boys at a party. And it was videotaped. And she put it out there for everyone. And then her dumbass went on Dr. Phil. Yes. But uh Yes, I, I remember that story too. God, yeah. What the fuck? Yeah. But I mean, she there were those kids, even though they were you know just because it was on video those kids all got arrested and everyone who shared that video got arrested with and and some of them were minors and and all of these people involved have
0: been arrested and charged with child porn on top of other other you know conspiracy to commit
1: murder well this girl who we're talking about got arrested too yeah i mean she was the one who had sex with all these she was drunk or whatever
0: i'm sorry but ladies if you're underage and you take a picture of yourself and send it to your boyfriend, that's child porn. Yes. Even though it's you. If you are underage, you can go to jail. And not only that, even worse, be branded as a sexual offender for the rest of your life.
1: Yes. And nothing on the internet, the internet is forever, forever. The Library of Congress archives every single tweet. So if you tweet something and you delete it, Library of Congress still has it. And same with Snapchat and all these other stupid things. Because every time you put post up a picture to Snapchat, even though you think, oh, it disappeared in 10 minutes, no, guess what, Snapchat owns it forever. And the federal government has a little thingy thingy, thing that they can put into your phone and get all your Snapchats. Yes, that's for that's real life. Well, and not only that, people, but your Snapchat, somebody
0: can do a screenshot of it oh. and save it forever, okay? That actually happened to someone I know who used to be a teacher who sent a picture of his wee little Willie to a 15-year-old girl and lost his job because yep. he thought it would disappear in 15 seconds. Well,
1: he was an idiot. So, But you know what kids are doing? Because... If you Snapchat something, it, t- it lets you know that someone, oh, someone Snapchatted your picture or whatever. They're taking pictures with their friend's phone or someone else's phone. So then they have it that way. And it, yeah, it might disappear on Snapchat, but someone's got it on their phone because they just took a picture of it and you don't even know it.
0: Well, and then people send it. It goes viral.
1: Oh Lord. They airdrop okay. that bitch. Well, okay.
0: So obviously there's a lot of digital evidence here, yes. right? So because these people sorry. are what what are what do we call this generation? Are they millennials? This is not millennial. This is our technology generation. They're like not. everything is documented for them. Are, are they, they millennials? Manibual? Maybe millennial is
1: like like eighty two because Jonathan is okay. like Okay. Okay. He's yeah, like, I'm think, not a millennial.
0: I think my son's a, a millennial, too. Okay, well, whoever you are, if you're listening, and you're a young person, stop, all right? Because they have digital evidence, and I'm glad, because these people need to burn in hell. Um, there's digital evidence and statements that show Bremer was communicating, sending videos, and photographs to Schillmiller at his direction of the events surrounding the incident and throughout the duration of the event, according to the bail. Now, he on his bail memorandum. They said that um, there was no indication that Hoffman was sexually assaulted. Generation Z is who we're talking about, okay?
1: Millennials are from, millennials are from 81. Guess what, hubby? You're a millennial. Um, Oh, my God. I can't believe that. Millennials. (laughs) Millennials are 81 to 96 and then Generation Z. Okay. Okay.
0: All right. So if convicted at trial, because remember that this has not gone to trial yet, um, the defendants being charged as adults could face up to 99 years of imprisonment for each of the murder charges, the conspiracy to commit murder charge and a solici- solicitation to commit murder charge. Um says that Brimmer and McIntosh could face an additional five years in prison for each tampering with for each of the tampering with evidence charges. So each thing that they tampered with is a five year charge. Now, Shill Miller is currently in custody in Alaska, under my understanding. Now, I don't know if he made bail or not, but they wanted $500,000 in cash to make bail. Um, he was arraigned and he is not to have contact with Brimmer, Macintosh, Leland, or the two juveniles. And he's not allowed to be on the internet. I no. uh, bet that hurts. Um, now Brimmer wasn't as smart as the other women who spotted a problem with this guy right away. She was in love with him. I mean, they're like she calls him um, babe. He calls her angel, and there was like, I love you. Um, I cannot roll my eyes hard that. I know, right? Um, Now, their text messages included um, the Indiana man asking Bremer to rape the 15-year-old girl. Uh, And then also they have it on film where the male juvenile assaulted the 15-year-old girl while Bremer filmed it. So she was raped a couple of different times as 15-year-old. Now, in addition, detectives found images of Bremer sexually abusing the 15-year-old girl, which is what we talked about a minute ago. Um, and she shared it with Shell Miller, who she thought was the, the millionaire Tyler. Now, Brimmer also told detectives that he asked her to assault an eight or nine-year-old girl, and she said that she did, but there's no evidence. They can't find pictures. There are no evidence on her phone. So I don't know who filmed that one, but um, she's not charged with it because they don't have the evidence. Now, the feds are charging both Brimmer and Shell Miller with child porn charges, and the um they are not but they're not the federal government's not getting it um in on the murder charge. They figure they're gonna leave that to the state because it's harsher penalties.
1: So because you didn't say anything, I'm assuming they didn't sexually assault um Hoffman. There was no see? evidence of that from what I found and
0: actually in the bail memorandum and it clearly said that there was no evidence that she was she had been. Now there were clothes that they burned, but I don't know if that meant she was sexually assaulted. Yeah. Um you know, maybe they freaked out. Maybe they had planned to do it and freaked out because as we're going to, as she, I go further, I'm not finished yet okay. with the revelations, but. Oh my God, really? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Um, so evidence, they, they, like I said, they, um, through interviews and recovered cell phone evidence, they, um, those things revealed that Miller and Brimmer's relationship had been going on for several weeks before Hoffman's murder. They actually began discussing a plan to rape and murder someone in Alaska, and Schill Miller offered Bremer nine or more million dollars to carry out the murder. Um, he said, you do this, you send me photos and videos of the murder, and I'll pay you. And Bremer agreed. Oh, I want to be a millionaire. Now, statements from all six defendants indicate that she solicited her four friends Including 19 year old Caleb, 16 year old Caden, and two other juveniles to assist her in planning and carrying out the murder at Shill Miller's request. Now, statements further indicate that at some point in May 2019, they assembled and discussed a plan to go ahead and carry out the murder. And the defendants stated that they all agreed who they would do it with, who they would choose to murder. Um, they also agreed how they would s- split the money up, the shares of their money, and they um, planned and They planned the execution of the murder. They picked Cece, who was allegedly best friends with Bremer. She was selected to be the murder victim. Caleb Leland provided Bremer and McIntosh with a vehicle to pick up Hoffman on June 2nd, to which they used to drive um, to complete the murder. Now, digital evidence um, shows that throughout this whole thing, Bremer was communicating with and sending videos Um, of the events to shill miller at his director like he was telling her what to do and again there was no indication that hoffman was sexually assaulted now that doesn't mean that that isn't the case it's just it's you know the evidence hasn't been brought to trial yet they did say that after the murder some of her clothing her cell phone her bag and purse were destroyed um and that they used her phone to text her family also, further investigation revealed a Snapchat video in which Brimmer appears to confess. So she confessed that um, after it happened. So Brimmer was re-interviewed by detectives on June seventh, and she ultimately a- admitted to them that she had been solicited by Shill Miller to commit the murder, and that they planned it. Once she realized that she had been, um, and she once she had realized that she had been catfished, she opened up and told them everything. Now, June 8th, detectives interviewed Caleb Leyland, and he admitted to knowing that Tyler had offered to give Brimmer $9 million to kill Hoffman. He further admitted that they all agreed Hoffman would be the victim and that he lent his car to Hoffman, um, I'm sorry, to Brimmer after being told that they were going to pick up Hoffman and kill her. Now, Leyland indicated that for this, he was going to get 500 grand. Uh, Oh, yeah, 500 grand. Sure, you can borrow my car. Now the sad thing, um, Schill Miller admitted to knowing to authorities that Hoffman was best friends with Brimmer. That's why he further admitted to telling her, "Kill your best friend."
1: Jeez.
0: Um, so he and Brimmer had been planning a murder for three weeks. Again, um, that he he chose Hoffman as the victim. He informed investigators that Brimmer had been communicating with him throughout the murder and was sending him chaps Snapchat, chapsnap. Yeah, yeah. Um, and videos of Hoffman tied up and of the body afterwards. And he admitted to convincing Bremer that he was a millionaire and that he would pay her millions of dollars to kill Hoffman. He further admitted that he and Bremer discussed murdering someone else after Hoffman, but they int- eventually abandoned that plan. But he still blackmailed her into raping two people. He was arrested by federal agents for a different matter, um, and he's in cu- he was in custody in Indiana for a while before they extradited him email he also made a text with her after after the rape he said I will never make a deal with you in the first place oh wait no he says I regret that I ever made a deal with you in the first place he says we can meet but once I see a cop I'm telling him or her that I made you rape people and killed and you killed for me I don't even deserve you I still want kids, but I can't because I have a child porn fetish I'm trying to get over. I have a rape fetish I want to get over. So I can never get help or be in a Halley. He wrote Hallie, but I think he meant healthy relationship. He's a sick motherfucker. Um, let's see. They he was charged with production of visual depictions of minors engaged in sexually explicit conduct and attempted a receipt of visual depictions of minors engaged in sexually explicit conduct. Mr. Hoffman, the dad, he he says that he has nightmares every night. He says, says, you know, I hear her calling my name, daddy, 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 over and over and over. And he's like, there's nothing I can do about it. But he he has been sure to show up in court um, for all the arraignments. Um, He said that at McIntosh's arraignment, He let the words slip out. I hope he goes straight to hell, which is kind of what you said earlier. Um, Through it all, the community gathered around the Hoffman family. They really supported them. They helped raise money. Um, There was a concert fundraiser to help with expenses. They raised more than $1,200 in just four hours. Um, For Hoffman's funeral, a motorcycle procession began at the American Legion and moved through town. Um, to the cremation society and then more than 150 close friends family and community members met to share their memories of their daughter sister and friend and her sisters reflected on their memories and her younger sister sang a song to bid farewell and you know the family says they'll always remember her spirit just just really really sad now six people have been charged with her death um shill miller bremer 16 year old gunman kaden mcintosh 19 year old caleb Leyland, and two unnamed juveniles and authorities say that they have no idea when they're going to, how they're going to charge the juveniles. They're not sure yet. Um, but their next, they they had a court hearing that was, um, what do you call that when a court hearing is, oh, continuance. On January 28th, the next court date is not until April. So we'll have to definitely, um, you know, keep in touch with this one. and. Yeah. and kind of wow. give some details along the way when we learn them so that's it guys um thanks for listening i really hope you enjoy this week's murder i mean it's horrific as it is you know it's just so bizarre but we really appreciate sharing our passion with you and we thank you for your support and if you'd like to support us even further please subscribe to our podcast give us a five-star rating um leave us a comment we haven't we haven't really gotten any comments yet you know what correct me if i'm wrong on p- pronunciations or whatnot Um, Your subscription and ratings are essential to our success. They help push us up the charts. You can do this on your favorite platform. And for more information and links to our Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter pages, visit our website at itwasntmetruecrime.com.
1: Yes, thank you, Mercedes. We are so grateful to spend our time together to share our murderous stories. Thank you so much for listening and supporting us. We'd like to thank our Patreon supporters. They are the extra. You, too, can become one of our beloved Patreon supporters. Patrons by signing up at patreon.com forward slash it wasn't me pod. Subscribe to our podcast and leave us a rating. And thanks again, guys. And remember, it, it wasn't, wasn't me. me.